When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is here for Tuesday. We're back and still talking about Beyond the Wall. We also know that Episode 7's runtime, about 79, 80 minutes, and title, The Dragon and the Wolf, are out and about. We can start speculating about that tomorrow and beyond. But right now, let's continue looking at Beyond the Wall, those chains, uh, all the strategy problems, and things we enjoyed. And you know what? There's a lot of people that just downright enjoyed this episode, and I'm glad I did too, even though I had some big questions and problems. But a lot of stuff about Arya and Sansa, we'll start getting into that as well. That seemed to be some of the stuff that people had more of a consistent problem with across the board, even if you liked the episode. It's Daily Thrones, and we're talking Game of Thrones. Hey, Ken. So I have kind of a silly answer about where the chains came from. So I agree. I think Hard Home is definitely where they were obtained. But I think, is it possible that the Wildlings had some mammoths at Hard Home? Now, as we saw the Battle at the Wall, the mammoths that they had had chains around their necks. So could they at one point have had mammoths at Hard Home that ended up dying? And those ended up being at least some of the chains that we saw. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. I actually happen to agree with you on where the Night King got the chains, but the question of why he would carry a quarter mile of chain with him, unless you know you plan to use it, just doesn't make sense. Uh, I know you're not a fan of the time travel theory. You know that I am. Uh, and it would I would subscribe to the fact that, that Brian and the Night King have played this game, keeping the math simple, say, a hundred times. This is the hundredth time they've played this game. And the symbols on the ground being what I call video game save points, where, uh, n- you know, more more likely than not, Brand has won a section of time. More likely than not, the Night King has won a section of time. This time, it has come down to the point of the Night King needs to get past the wall in a more a most efficient way, uh, and he does that uh, by capturing a dragon. Now we see what Brand's next move is, and I believe that is Plan B. Thanks. Hey, Ken. Yeah, I had some problems with this episode, and like a lot of other people did, um, uh, the chains. What is going on there? That is such a huge plot hole. I mean, were they just walking around with those chains? You know, who had those chains? Where did they come from? Were they ice chains? I don't really know. I mean, it just was... Yeah, I had a problem with that. And then the whole Danny and Jon Snow uh, possible relationship thing going on. I just, I'm not really ready for another incestuous relationship. And I just kind of am like, that just seems so derivative. And it just, it seems like a lack of, a lack of uh, creativity, really. Um, But so glad that Ser Jorah, made it through this one and hope to see him through through the end of this whole escapade so i thought someone was going to point this out about the chains and i'm kind of surprised this chain is like a big point of contention for people uh i think you're right and eric you guys are throwing out kind of complimentary ideas as to where they got the chains i know some people are still 
um, criticizing that maybe why would the White Walkers, the army, have carried these chains with them just for the sake of maybe needing them. But I don't think that's what happened. Because if you rewatch the episode, the sequence of events goes like this, right? The Night King takes out the dragon. Everybody escapes except for John, who goes under the lake. And then they all leave. And when John comes to, because obviously he can't be underwater forever, there's still some of the army, the undead, left. They chase him. He gets away because of Benjamin's sacrifice. Then the next time we see the army, they have returned to the lake where the spot for the dragon was, and they drag the dragon, drag the dragon, that's weird, out of the lake and reanimate him with the chains. They had plenty of time, because we don't know how long it passed, for them to have gone potentially to Hardhome and drug the chains back and reanimated the dragon. Sorry, Ken, one more thought on the chains, if you feel like this is worth posting. I was actually thinking about the chains were actually necessarily plot device because if the walkers had not left to go get the chains, then when John popped up from the uh, lake, he would have been completely re still surrounded by an army of white walkers and the Night King and would have almost assuredly died. So, again, whether people like it or not, it actually helped make sense to, you know, dissemble the army to go get the chains and then come back. Again, this might not be worth posting, so maybe you're the only one that will hear this. But if you feel like posting it, helps kind of, again, tie in the chains a little bit better. All right, a lot of theories coming in on the chains, and I, I agree with what we're coming together here. Our head cannon's pretty strong. I like what Eric's been saying about we got chains at hard home, something I've been saying. And then I like uh, what David is saying here that, hey, we kind of saw them skedaddle, and that uh, Cold Hands was there with a little uh, smaller amount of White Walkers, and then maybe the Whites and, uh, and uh, Night King and the rest of the White Walkers went and pulled the chains back from hard home. But I'm here with TV expert and chain expert Josh <laughs> McCuga from Collider's TV Talk. What do you think about this? Chains uh, drama. Ken, don't you know uh, that's the sound of the man working on the chain? Yeah. Gang. Uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, the chain? Yeah, never break the never chain. Never break it. Um, you know, I saw a couple tweets after the episode, and to me, I didn't even think about the chains until somebody right. mentioned it because I'm like, listen, they're White Walkers, there's an army of the dead, there's thousands and thousands of them, and maybe they just have chains someplace. When you were talking about the boats in Hardhome, yeah. that makes total sense. I don't think that's like the biggest thing we should really be worrying about right Not now so no. is the fact that they got chains, the fact that they, they would have done anything to drag those dragons, out, that dragon, yeah. out of the water. Let's not worry about the chains so much as the fact that we have a zombie dragon. The zombie dragon should be the bigger concern here, but is it, a lot of people focus on we We here at Daily Thrones have been trying to come up with our headcanon, and I think we have. I think we have a good timeline, thanks to a lot of our callers here. You get, I want to make, see if you buy this, all right? So the Night King maybe kind of thought dragons were coming. Maybe he was a tra trapping. Maybe it was a trap situation, okay. all right, number one. And then uh, we the dragon goes down, goes in the water. He gets an idea. Maybe then he gets the idea. Sure. Sends he and most of his team head on out. They head back to Hardhome, mm -hmm. where they took over that port. It's not a great port. It's not a great shipping port, but they got okay. some ship chains there. Okay. All right. Maybe got some ship chains. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they, uh, they come on back. Uh, by this time, Jon Snow's climbed out. Cold Ants has saved the day against a little bit of a, uh, a garrison left behind of whites. Okay. And then Night King's like, whatever. That guy can go, I'm going to pull out a dragon. You, you okay with that? Dude, I'm totally fine with it. I think that what we don't know about the Night King is the thing that scares me the most. Yeah. Is when when Bran has all those ravens flying and the Night King looks and they all scatter. Yeah, right, right. The, and then he's like, send ravens, send ravens. Those ravens, maybe the, the, the Night King is inside those ravens oh. too. That they know where they are. That He has ravens places. He, he can see all. Yeah. I'm scared to death of the Night King because every time uh, we think we may yeah. have some chance against him. We're getting smoked. I like I like this idea. Night King, 
outsmarting even the Ravens. All right, guys, I think we can put together, put to bed the chain gate. I think we've moved past it here on Daily Thrones. Oh, my God, I love Game of Thrones. Ah! Hey, Ken, Roxy Stryer here from Take You Higher on Anchor. I feel kind of stupid because, honestly, you know when you watch something and you're just like, that was fantastic, there was nothing wrong with that, I absolutely adored it, and then you take to the internet and realize that the majority of the people don't share your sentiments? That's me right now. I thought that episode was fantastic, and maybe it's just because I watch the show and I don't question Things like, where did those chains come from? As much as other people do, but I just am suspending my disbelief and God, it wowed me. So much drama, so much action. I'm loving everything with Daenerys and with John and oh gosh, just loved it. Just wanted to say that. You're doing great, Ken. I love Game of Thrones, too. Thanks, Emily, for that call-in. And thanks to Roxy Stryer from Take You Higher with Roxy Stryer here on Anchor. Check it out. Of course, Roxy, my old Screen Junkies TV Fights cohort, and a great call that I agree with. Now, I had some issues with this past week's episode. A lot of people did. But you know what? A lot of people didn't. A lot of people just enjoyed it. And I don't feel a fan like Roxy or any other fan who sat there and watched an episode and went A plus thumbs up, I don't think they should feel guilty. There is this tendency in fandom now because of, well, quite frankly, things like this, Anchor and podcasts and, and, and panel shows and movie and film punditry becoming an entire business, which is why I have a career. I've said this before. That's why I'm here and why I enjoy doing it so much. It's, it's, it's a passion. But I think it can also lead to us really, really tearing apart some things and, and opening up a cynical side to us. Now, I'm going to sit there and analyze why the Night King might have chains, and I think we came with a good headcanon theory here on Daily Thrones. But I also like the idea that, hey, you know, those giants been walking around with chains. We saw them in the Watchers of the Wall. Maybe they got some chains, and when then some of the giants became uh, white, uh, maybe the Night King took those chains. The theories can go on, but it's part of the fun. It's part of the fun, and we can bring up big questions that tie into bigger issues in society or our personal views, and that might come uh, come out a little bit in the Arya and Sansa discussions, and that I've seen that happen. The show has been questioned about how they've treated women characters in the past, and those are good discussions to have. I don't mind breaking that down, but I don't like the idea that if you enjoyed Beyond the Wall from start to finish as an episode and you were enthralled by it, intrigued by it, entertained, and moved by it, then you should feel guilty. You shouldn't. And that's what I hope to strive uh, to achieve here on Table of Thrones is, a, is an aura of celebration. It's what I do over in the Force Center podcast feed with Joseph and Jennifer over there. We celebrate Star Wars. Doesn't mean we're not going to go into it sometimes. So, Roxy, you shouldn't feel weird. You shouldn't feel guilty. If you enjoyed this episode, let the enjoyment wash all over you because there was an absolute lot of to take in absolutely a lot to take in and enjoy so that's a lesson for all of us to keep reminding ourselves that we already learned but you guys again are so great here on daily thrones i love that you come here and we have these wonderful discussions about game of thrones the good the bad and the questions and those chains more to come here on daily thrones your calls your thoughts and your opinions
So, sure, Benjin Ex Machina, um, Ravens That Fly at, you know, Mach 7. Um, okay, cool, there were a lot of problems with this episode, definitely. And one of the problems that I've heard is, the, is that there, there was just this one terrible scene, right, where Tyrion is telling Daenerys not to go. Um, and it just seemed, like, totally out of place. It killed the tension, right, because now we know that Daenerys is coming. Um, and that, you know, that, you know, uh, salvation is on the way for Jon Snow and his, his band of misfits. Um, but I actually like that scene, right? I like the scene where Tyrion says not to go because now it gives him a sort of strategic foothold, um, against, um, you know, some of his, his failings, right? Um, and, uh, whereas, you know, Daenerys can rightly say, you know, you lost Dorne and you lost Highgarden. He can now turn to her and say, yeah, well, you lost one of your children, um, so which of those things do you value more? Um, yeah, so there we go. Good scene, ultimately. The Big Fat Future with a big, fat, good call with some great points about a much maligned scene this week that I understand why it's maligned, but I, too, really enjoyed it. And it is the scene, of course, of Danny flying off with her dragons after a little bit of a, I don't know if we call it an argument, and just Tyrion pleading with her. I love the line about sometimes the hardest thing to do is nothing. Now, whether or not you agree with that or not, and actually I kind of agree with Danny in this situation. Look, Tyrion, you've showed me time and time again, you you counsel doing nothing. And that hasn't got us that far. And the things you have counseled us to do haven't worked out. I think it's a great subtext of Danny's continuing doubt of Tyrion. And I think Tyrion's doubt of Tyrion. And like the big fat future says, though, not that Tyrion's celebrating for will be celebrating the loss of a dragon and the drama up north of the wall, but he's got to think, hey, this time, I know I was right. I counsel patience. I counsel doing nothing. I counsel that you are important. Your dragons are important. We must not risk them for silly missions, which, by the way, Tyrion is one of the ones that suggested that mission. Um, I don't know if that'll change Danny's heart on his loyalties and where she thinks they might lie, but I thought it was a great scene. Now, if you want to armchair quarterback it a little bit, maybe that scene is cut short. Maybe you don't see Danny fly off, and there's a little bit of doubt about Danny flying north, no matter how fast those dragons were, were going. We're not timeline arguing here now. Uh, maybe there would have been. A little tension in that scene, in that final fight, because then I wouldn't, as a viewer, known exactly how I uh, how it was going to end or how I, you know, would have thought. And I think we all kind of predicted going in something big would happen. But when you're watching the episode, I didn't necessarily think at the beginning that Danny was going to fly over with her dragons. I just didn't think about it. I, I was set up for something else. So when we see her fly off, that's the tension leaving from the final fight. But you know what? I don't want to armchair quarterback it. I think it's fine. As we talked about yesterday, sometimes the story just requires these type of scenes, these type of moments, and we know a little bit more information as the audience uh, at the cost of maybe some superfluous drama. So I'm with the big fat future. I like this scene. I'm glad it was there. In the long run, when you look back, it's going to be one of uh, the more interesting moments with Tyrion in his relationship and advising, advising job with Danny. Hi, Ken. Um, this is Monica. This is first time call for me. Um, I just wanted to kind of focus on some people had concerns about Arya not liking her anymore. Um, and to be honest, I truly thought she had gone psycho for a second. Um, but she kind of made point to Sansa that, look, this is who I am. This is what I do now. And Sansa kind of got an idea like, 
okay, I know what my sister is. She might seem a little bit crazy or whatever, but it points to one of my theories that I put on my station, which is I think Sansa's going to take into account what Arya is now and how she, you know, what she does and is going to use that to actually finally get rid of Littlefinger and use Arya to the point that Littlefinger's face will come in handy for something in the future. Monica from In The Mix calling in for the first time here to Daily Thrones. Monica, we welcome you and enjoy your call already. You've got some great points and leading us into a discussion about Arya and Sansa. A lot of people had some issues with what was going on here. Some of it's just from a simple fan perspective of what happened to our little Arya. We don't like her anymore. She's being unreasonable. She's being crazy. She is losing the plot. And then a lot of people don't like that Sans is on the defensive, that once again Sans, who has come so far and overcome so much, is uh, no longer acting from a point of strength and now acting a little uh, meek and timid and crazy yourself, which again undercuts what both these characters have gone through. There's some of that talk going on that... Uh, the writers are, are manufacturing this confrontation and this issue, and they're wedging Littlefinger into the story as a power play. Now, I don't necessarily 100% agree with that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts if you do, if you consider this to be manufactured. I do think it's a little weird. It's been awkward. It's uh, I don't even want to break it down to the fact that Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams, who are great friends in real life, don't have chemistry on screen. I don't want to say it's that but it plays like that which just might mean there's no chemistry between Arya and Sansa they didn't get along for a long time something's going on I like Monica's take here that maybe Sansa will flip things around and see what Arya's become a little weapon the Batman of Westeros is what we've been calling Arya going around being a little detective she got outsmarted by Littlefinger here just a little bit but maybe Sansa will find a way, once the dust settles, to use Arya to her favor. I still think they can come together. I still think the stuff about Sansa in the trailers, talking about the lone wolf survive, uh, or, or the, the pack survives, the lone wolf dies, all that stuff that Ned said in the books to Arya, by the way. Um, I think it still will come into play, that Sansa. So I like Monica's idea that maybe Sansa, in an effort to get rid of Littlefinger, will use Arya for that. Now is Sansa playing Arya? Or is Arya playing Sansa? That's my one take. I didn't, I was watching it and Arya's going off on Sansa in the beginning. I have that great story about shooting the arrow with Roderick Cassell and Ned Stark watching and clapping. And, and I love the line about, it. I thought I was wrong, but it wasn't me who was wrong. It was the rules that were wrong. Love that. That's actually pretty empowerful, uh, empowering and powerful stuff there. I like that. But then Arya kind of loses the plot a little bit. And I was watching it too. She kind of, uh, you know, uh, she's wrong in a lot of things, if it's true, if it's really her. When I was making my show notes, as I do each week for Collider's Throne Talks, I was like, if Arya's being 100% true, I think she's wrong. Sansa's right. Look what she's done. She took whack back Winterfell. She was stronger than John. She, of course, didn't tell Arya that she left some information out for John that uh, her and uh, John are kind of battling. And I do think Arya is on to something. She knows Sansa wants the power. Maybe Sansa's just too afraid to admit that to even herself, and that's part of what's going on, too. But is Arya in an effort to outsmart Littlefinger? Maybe we think Littlefinger outsmarted Arya. I mean, I think it happened. We saw that. But maybe it's one step further. Arya is now upsetting and getting ahead of Littlefinger and upsetting his game by going at Sansa in a very unreasonable way. 
It doesn't seem like Arya, right? Doesn't seem like she would break the bonds of her family and that she's smart enough and been around the world enough to know that Sansa's probably right about some of the stuff. She knows Cersei enough to know. Now, does Arya really believe that uh, Sansa should have let herself die instead of write that letter? That's what we'll find out. She's good at these uh, game of... Uh, uh, these 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 uh, faceless men games. These these game of lies and truths. She's good at that stuff. And I don't think Arya would want to uh, wear Sansa's clothes anyway. So something might be going on that I'm willing to wait to find out more. But it's a it's a great discussion piece because a lot of people didn't like what was going on there. Sometimes we might just not like what we're seeing because the character's making a bad mistake. But I think there could be something more. Though, with Arya, we've been burned before by this. Remember last season, right before her big battle with the Waif? Uh, she leaves uh, the Faceless Men. She leaves the House of Black and White. She's just kind of skipping around town, telling everyone, hey, I want to go to Westeros. And we thought, Arya's probably up to something, right? And it turns out it was what it was. So maybe it is what it is. And this is just a weird, obtuse, awkward scene between Sansa and Arya curious to hear what you guys think about it. Arya and Sansa, what's going on here on Daily Thrones? <laughs>